0: Hey, no competition. Hey, no competition. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Big T, a.k.a. Terrence Tennant, founder and creator of the No Competitions, No Competitors, the brand. And you are now tuning to the No Comp Podcast. Sports and health, wellness, health, wellness, and sports, I always say, you know what I'm saying, it doesn't matter, matter to me which one you prefer to come first, you know what I'm saying, whichever part of this, you know what I'm saying, podcast you feel is more a little bit more important. I know sometimes, you know what I'm saying, I'd be a little light with the uh, uh, health, wellness, but we're definitely about to get back into you know what i'm saying having a health wellness at the end of each segment you know what i'm saying for those who definitely you know what i'm saying love their health wellness segments for those tips and stuff like that so definitely make sure that we get our focus back on that just so far as helping those people out with that aspect of it but today we're going to start off talking a little bit about some sports you know what i'm saying like we usually do but today we're going to be discussing some college football i know. Week 14 right now in the NFL is uh, is uh you know what I'm saying wrapping it up especially with tonight's game but we're going to discuss some college football just some some major things that's going on in college some some major maybe some that's not so major to some people but definitely major to a lot of folks just so far as some of the changes that's been made with some of these college teams but the focus we're going to have today is mostly some of the coaching changes that's been that's been made of course you know what I'm saying me being if you listen to any other episodes, you know, I'm a I'm a very big Virginia Tech fan. You know, of course, you know, we had just received us a new a new college coach, head coach, so, you know, and uh Brent Pry. We're gonna start I guess I'll go ahead and start off with my boys then, so, you know. Uh but <clears throat> outside of the, the hiring of mister Coach Pry, you know what I'm saying, previously was at uh, Penn State defensive coordinator, uh, had the opportunity to be a graduate graduate assistant under Bud Foster and Frank Beamer. So, you know what I'm saying, for all the Virginia Tech fans, that's that was a little bit of a, you know what I'm saying, relief just so far as we trying to hoping that we get somebody uh, with those same names. You know what I'm saying, not 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 necessarily needing another Beamer because, of course, Frank Beamer's son is coaching South Carolina at the time. Right now, those guys had a, a very, uh, not too bad record just so far as his first year, but – what I mean what I what I mean just so far as on Virginia Tech at, uh end of it, I'm just saying, you know, especially Virginia Tech Hokies fan having so much success in the Frank Beamer era and, you know what I'm saying, being a defensive juggernaut with uh with Coach Bud Foster under the helms, you definitely felt like that, you know what I'm saying, we definitely wanted something like that back and of course, you know, mister Mister Fuente wasn't 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 keeping up his end of the deal just so far as you know what I'm saying, winning the big games or even putting us in a position to get to the main stage. So, especially being in a Power 5 uh, school, you know, expectations are, are a lot higher when you get to that point. I know Memphis, uh, way was previously, was pretty, pretty cool and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Not a lot of expectations out of Memphis, not on their own. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure the school, the university has its own expectations when it comes to winning and stuff like that. But, you know, when it comes to these Power 5 schools and – comparisons to the SEC, A C C and all this and that, you know what I'm saying? When it comes to that aspect of it, these schools are expecting to win, especially after having so much, you know what I'm saying, history with winning. So, you know what I'm saying, the moment somebody comes and just seems like they not able to pick up the slack just so far as making these things happen to connect these lines and stuff like that. Then you know what I'm saying, this usually happens when, when that when that's the case. Now at no point am i you know what i'm saying excited for somebody to lose a job or something like that but then at the end of the day you know that's just how the world works you know what i'm saying people lose jobs to gain jobs you know what i'm saying uh just give somebody else an opportunity to see how they would do in that position so you know it ain't nothing that you can feel too bad about of course you know if you follow if you are you know what i'm saying heavy following my podcast and stuff like that you definitely know i've done several Podcast just so far as you know, what I'm saying even labeling them fire for Fuente, so you know, definitely trying to get this guy out of the hems just because as you can see it was definitely not going in the right direction. Just so far as with the team, uh, we're not not able to attain players from previous years, especially players that seem that they had some type of any type of talent. For some odd reason, they they under Fuente they they did not want to return to the team. So uh, just a lot of just a lot of disappointments when it came to, you know what I'm saying, team statistics, team morale. It seemed like the team, every week the team just seemed like they just needed a a, a morale boost, and, and that can't be the case, especially not after, you know what I'm saying, beating certain teams starting the season and, you know what I'm saying, having success at the beginning of the season, we, should, we definitely should have been able to ride that wave throughout the season and stuff like that. But, you know, the offense was just – The lackluster offense, lackluster defense. Uh, We lost a lot of integrity on that defense just so through players leaving, not uh, retaining players. So, like I was saying, just a lot of a a big mess, you know what I'm saying? So, I'm not going to go in too much detail about, you know what I'm saying, that whole situation because, you know, like I said, I've done several podcasts just discussing the whole Fuente ordeal throughout the process because, like I say, I'm I'm a Hokies fan, so I've definitely done podcast from all throughout last year and stuff like that just you know I'm saying going through all the different type of aspects that I felt like he was definitely not meeting or not you know I'm saying accomplishing the standard you know I'm saying when it comes to coaching a power five team but to move on just from that you know I'm saying that's finally over so like I was saying we did acquire Brent Pry from Notre Dame uh the defensive coordinator been at Notre Dame uh six past six years you know what I'm saying doing this thing at Notre Dame now of course um you know I'm if you about the whole Notre Dame and rankings and stuff like that because of course you know they got these uh old schools of course that you know what I'm saying used to have this glory that they still want to have the glory Penn States Oklahoma's uh the Michigan's and stuff like that but like I was saying you know what I'm saying acquire Brent pride just so far as the money aspect of it, you know, uh, we was able to offer a six-year deal. I do feel like that we – the acquirement of Mr. Pry was definitely urgent. I feel like we did it too fast. With only several games left in the season, I felt like, you know, we could have took a little bit more time. Now, of course, I enjoy the fact that, you know, so he has some history with the two coaches I named, as in Foster and Beamer. But then again, I felt like the the hiring was – very you know what i'm saying desperate to the point to where i feel like we would just move too fast with the process of finding somebody and stuff like that of course you don't want to be stuck next year with that same with the same thing but of course you know what i'm saying the team seemed like their morale was pretty high now that fuente was gone and we had we got our interim coach right now which is our defensive line coach but you know what I'm saying? We at the moment, you know, since team Morale was high, I was able to come out beat Virginia Tech, not Virginia Tech, but beat Virginia, the Cavaliers, in order to, you know what I'm saying, become bowl eligible. So, you know what I'm saying? That was a a, a big boost in morale just so far as the team. But like I was saying, in that in that miss we had just fired from and then it was like a week later we got another got another coach already. So I felt like it's just, i was a little iffy just so far as that point. Um I feel like we should have did a little bit more digging just so far as not on a specific person, but just trying to see who would have came available and stuff like that. Because I am going to be discussing some other coaching changes within this podcast, uh, just to give you guys an insight of you know what I'm saying, and give you to see how things be moving in college football, especially when you're not you're not doing your thing or not doing you're not successful in the years that you've had. You know what I'm saying, Fuente had five years, so you got to understand that. 5 years, no ACC championships. Uh only one bowl win. So yeah, that that'll definitely do it for you. Um but like I was saying, we acquired him uh Mr. Pryor, for 6 years on a $24 million deal. Uh with an opportunity to reach 5 million each year after, you know what I'm saying, 2026, hopefully if he's having some success by that time, definitely would definitely, you know what I'm saying, be, you know what I'm saying, considering that, but you know, uh, I'm not the type of guy that's expecting a big turnaround just so far as when it comes to new coaches and stuff like that. I I allow some, some growing pains and stuff like that because that just comes with the territory, especially being somebody who's familiar and plays sports and stuff like that. So I definitely understand it on that aspect of it. But just, uh, you know what I'm saying, like I was stating also, you know what I'm saying, being a defensive coordinator at Penn State. Of course, Penn State be probably right in a. When I know last year, when I checked it out, they was uh, at least in the top 30 just so far as defense, but like I said, that's not going to cut it, you know. Uh, of course, you know what I'm saying? Then, then we're talking about Penn State. We're talking about a school. We're talking about a location. We're talking about, you know what I'm saying, recruiting. Of course, these guys got their hands in a lot of recruiting, but you have a coach that does most of the recruiting, you know what I'm saying? So, like i was saying, it gives you opportunity to take over a whole team, of course, I'm sure. He have, you know what I'm saying, a lot of insight, a lot of uh, people, you know what I'm saying, giving him advice and stuff like that, just so far as from the Beeman Foster era. I'm sure he's going to definitely be, you know what I'm saying, encouraging those guys to give out tips and stuff like that to help him out. So I think, you know what I'm saying, at least for the time being, we we on our way, you know what I'm saying, at least into a brighter future. Just so at least I say we're in the right direction. The firing of, of Fuente was definitely the right direction. Uh but to move on, you know what I'm saying, I don't want to you know, spend most of the time just talking about my boys, although I can, you know what I'm saying, if you're a Gene Tech Hokies fan, I'm sure you don't mind, but of course, you know, it ain't, we ain't, it's not all Hokies out here, so, you know what I'm saying, got to give everybody else a chance also, uh, but just to discuss some other changes, because uh, if you guys haven't been paying attention, it's been a lot of changes just so far as coaches, of course, you know what I'm saying, this is something that happens every year. You know, what I'm saying I wanted to take the time to shed some light on some things because you did have some major moves with some of these coaches. Uh, when I when I discuss just so far as moves with coaches, because uh, the next guy I'm going to discuss, you know, what I'm saying, had a long tenure at Notre Dame. If you know what I'm talking about, I'm discussing Coach Brian Kelly, who just recently signed a new deal with LSU, a long term at that, uh, ten years, a hundred million. He just signed that. Uh, he just signed that John Gruden deal. So. Uh, I'm not sure what's up with these organizations offering these 10-year deals, um, just with the opportunity to lock in. A, I guess they want to lock in a great coach, and but that's the thing. After a good five years, if that coach is not, you know what I'm saying, if he's not transitioning over what you hoping onto the field, now you're stuck having to pay this guy out and all this. But you know what I'm saying. That's part of the it's part of the game. You know what I'm saying. Just so far as. You know what I'm saying, the paper on the money aspect of it. So these contracts and stuff like that. I know they sound crazy and stuff like that. But in my as when I think of it, especially in the ten year, hundred mil, you know what I'm saying, ten years with that just locking somebody in for that long, you know what I'm saying? I gotta go over or, you know, what I'm saying a resume is gonna be a major part in that. You know what I'm saying? I definitely feel like, you know what I'm saying, for well, first off, let's get this right. You fire a coach who just won you a national championship because you felt like he wasn't able to get you back to that standard. Of course, he's, he mentioned something about wanting to retire also, but I felt more like it was a, a force out from LSU. But you forced the guy that just won you a national championship, a national championship for a, a Brian Kelly who hasn't won a national championship. i, I want to mention that. Hasn't won a national championship. You know what I'm saying? Got had a beautiful record at Notre Dame, ninety-two and thirty-nine. That was his overall record at Notre Dame, but haven't won a national championship in his tenure at Notre Dame. Haven't won national championship ever. Uh, he had the opportunity to play in a national championship in a uh, versus a SEC team. Now this team that he played this way, they supposed to have this was supposed to have been one of Notre Dame's best teams under him, and they got blew out in that in that national championship game. I just want people to just, just go back and look at that game. Just just look at how, how how dominant Eddie Lacy was in that game. And, you know, you know what I'm saying, just outside of Eddie Lacy, just go watch. Just focus on the game just a little bit. See how the defense was just getting towed up. See how the offense just didn't look ready for that whole game. And now we're talking about moving the same coach to the SEC, away from Notre Dame, who was independent, had the opportunity to play anybody they want to, you know what I'm saying? Was always going to have the opportunity to be ranked. So, you know what I'm saying? Maybe he just wanted to get out of that spotlight. But I don't sh- I don't know how you got out of that type of spotlight and place yourself in, you know what I'm saying, a $100 million, 10-year spotlight. So, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be a lot of expectations for Mr. Kelly. But, you know what I'm saying, just off the stats that I gave you, if you got blew out by SEC team, because at the end of the day, Alabama and Georgia is still going to be, you know what I'm saying, they still gonna be the the top dogs. You, you you still gonna have to go through them, and you don't place yourself in the division with them, and amongst all other SEC teams. So, you know what I'm saying. In my aspect of it, in my thoughts, you know what I'm saying from history and just all my you know what I'm saying my information stuff I learned. I'm sure that Mr. Mr. Uh, Coach Kelly is gonna have some success at LSU, but not to success the organization or at least the university is hoping or believing that he will have uh so i do feel like you know what i'm saying he's a great coach of course their record tells you the same but then again when it comes to the big games which is what they're pretty much trying to get rid of a coach for that's gonna be the same thing you gonna have to highlight when it comes to mr kelly in these 10 years uh of course we just seen the previous 10 year hundred million dollar deal just fall apart with John Gruden of course you know what I'm saying that's two different coaches you know what I'm saying two different situations on that but you know what I'm saying these long-term deals just I'm just iffy about them I don't really you know what I'm saying believe in them too much with these schools locking down these coaches like this uh I know you know what I'm saying when it comes to the money trust me it ain't a major issue with the NCAA because for the past few years trust me they've been racking up off these players and finally, you know what I'm saying, these players have the opportunity to receive some, you know what I'm saying, benefits from their play and their hard work and stuff like that. But trust me, they, the NCAA has had years to, you know what I'm saying, get their money together just so far as, you know what I'm saying, off the sweat and hard work of these players. But, um, like I say, I feel like Mr. Kelly, he's going to have some success at LSU. But do I see a national championship coming that way? I, I doubt it. Um... Will he be taking players from Notre Dame and bringing them to LSU? I doubt it. You know what I'm saying? Because then you'd just be you just gonna have pretty much have the same team. You just have it some in an, another location. I don't think they're gonna be just dominating the, uh, the SEC. I think the first few years after that is gonna be a lot of considerations in that 10-year contract on LSU. You're gonna be trying to adjust a lot of things because after two, three years, you got to. Um, the next guy we got, we got. Coach Lincoln Riley from uh, Oklahoma to USC. Uh, And I know this was a big surprise to a lot of the Oklahoma fans and players uh, due to the fact that, you know what I'm saying, this was a surprise uh, to a lot of people in that area. Uh, I think because of the quarterback issues that he's having and the lack of success this year was uh, a major, a major, you know what I'm saying, consideration for that so but at the end of the day you know i'm saying just like the uh lane kiffin situation back in the day with tennessee with old miss and tennessee uh with tennessee really uh leaving that whole situation stuff like that people feeling salty and stuff like that, feeling like they had an opportunity to maybe grow a little bit bigger but oklahoma you shouldn't feel bad y'all guys gonna be ranked every year no matter who is the coach trust me you'll be ranked every year uh so, you know, somehow y'all they'll find a way to put you guys in that top ranking. Uh it's just you already know that I mean, being placed there in the play that you display is going to be two different things. That's the only difference. We know all know that you know what I'm saying, you're going to have to play that the you know, expectations going to be something else. But to keep the focus on coach Riley, you know what I'm saying, decided to up and. Go from Oklahoma to USC. Feel like, you know what I'm saying, he was going to change that USC program around. I I highly doubt it. Um, Because at the moment right now, you still got some teams in the Pac-12 that, you know what I'm saying, starting to come up. So, you know what I'm saying, you still got uh, UCLA. So, you know what I'm saying, UCLA, where you got Chip Kelly out there, you know what I'm saying, starting to bring it together a little bit with that team. So... You got a lot of teams. He got a lot of work to do, of course. You know what I'm saying? Just so far as on the contract aspect of it, not too much information from, you know what I'm saying, what his contract will be looking like. But he had just previously signed a six-year extension with um, OU in 2020 that was worth up to $7.5 million a year. I'm assuming that USC is just going to pick up that contract from what he already has. Of course, you know what I'm saying? Oklahoma had to be paid out for, uh, you know what I'm saying, for his uh, urgent leaving, so uh, uh, I, I believe the payout that was owed to Oklahoma was about $4 million. so just to buy him out of his contract, uh, but I feel like maybe that uh, USC will probably just offer that same extension that he was going to get through uh, through that 2020 uh, from Oklahoma, just to, you know what I'm saying, pretty much cover the basics and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, been a lot of issues and stuff like that, a lot of comments back and forth just so far as that whole situation, uh, especially when he did his lit news conference and made a statement that he had just made the same statement he had just made with the team you're leaving. Come on, man. You got to do better than that. Come on. Uh, but uh, just so far as success, you never know. I mean, you know what I'm saying, USC is in a conference where if you can – I mean, he was already having success in a in a similar conference, you know what I'm saying, that Big Big 12 and Pac-10 Pac and all those, Pac-12s and stuff like the Big 10, I meant. Uh, but all those conferences don't play defense. So if you can have a high-power offense, you'll be all right. Um, I'm not sure how high power he's going to get, you know what I'm saying, because, you know what I'm saying, USC has been, been so solely focused on having a balanced offense throughout the years you know what i'm saying having just an air raid it's gonna look a little new to them because you know what i'm saying we're so used to them having a dominant running back each time that they've had success so we're gonna just see what that looks like just so far as coach riley and those usc trojans and also well at least you know what i'm saying the ou team is not you know what I'm saying, feel too left out um one of the other one of the other major changes, I wouldn't say two major, but one of the other big changes that has been made also because I'm going to go through some other changes just so far as some of these other teams definitely that decided to part ways, but I didn't get a lot of much information just so far as uh, how much the, you know what I'm saying, the hiring of a new coach and all that would be. But, you know what I'm saying, like I was saying, the Oklahoma fans, I'm sure, they was down for a little second, but but not too long. They was able to hire, of course, you know what I'm saying, in the midst of all that. Brent Venables, the defensive coordinator from Clemson, uh, you know, they felt like a lot of people felt like he had an opportunity to be a head coach, wanted to see what he would be like, you know what I'm saying, in that light. But uh, in my opinion, you know what I'm saying, might be a great coach. It's going to definitely bring a different environment to that conference. But the thing about that is – You know what I'm saying? You got to take in consideration that Oklahoma and Texas is about to make a move to the SEC. So, you know, that's going to be a big difference just so far as uh, Mr. Venables just dealing with, you know what I'm saying, Those, those different types of teams coming into that. So, if he can bring a defensive, you know what I'm saying, mindset to that team and get them prepared for that, within that first year he's there, I definitely feel like that, you know what I'm saying, Oklahoma, I'll be better off than Texas, just so far as when that move, when that change comes. Uh, But I definitely feel like the SEC change was a major decision, and Mister Riley's decision to skate on up out of there. So, like I was saying, Oklahoma and Texas are preparing to move to the SEC. So I felt like he definitely felt his opportunities to win would definitely go down if it came to that. But if you have, if you expecting to have any type of great success at USC then, you know what I'm saying? And nowadays, since 2015, your greatest success to, for your team would be to make it to the college football playoffs. So, you know, uh, at the end of the day, if your expectation is to still win the national championship, you will still have to go through these SEC teams because, as you can see, it's going to be about two, two of them in, in these playoffs each time. Whoever leading the east and west for the SEC is definitely going to be in these college football playoffs, just because the fact that, like I said, SEC is the the pedestal. You know what I'm saying? They the expectations of a great teams. You know what I'm saying? You are you gonna consider the SEC because you know you got power, speed. It's like everything everything you you want from an NFL player. You go to the SEC, especially if it depends on what type of player you want. You want dominant. You want strong minded because you know not see saying you go through so much in that conference just so far as dealing with your schedule on a daily basis and the expectations of you got of, of your team so it's definitely a big thing with that one uh going to be definitely looking forward to that change I'm sure you know what I'm saying Mr. Riley discussed in several uh interviews that that was definitely not the case but of course you know what I'm saying who would definitely come out and be like I don't wanna coach in these next few years because I feel like we're gonna get blown out when we move to the SEC. But you can't definitely just come out and say that. Then you'll definitely lose a lot of recruits and stuff like that. You'll definitely lose your job. Um But just to wrap things up with Mr. Riley, like I was saying, you do got Mr. Uh Venables that will be taking his place. Wanna see how he does. Hopefully I say he get that defense uh mindset going on that team before anything you know what I'm saying before that change happens uh it definitely help them out on that aspect um some other mentions that I did want to go through or at least go over just so far as give you guys some insight of some other changes that happened in this college football coaching uh frenzy that's going on uh some other mentions just some quick mentions I got um Duke Blue Devils agreed to part ways with David Cutcliffe. uh Miami Hurricanes fired Manny Diaz um after his third year, uh, did hire Mario Cristobal. And if you don't know who Mario Cristobal is, it was Oregon's head coach. So, of course, I'm going to be mentioning them in there. Um, Virginia Cavaliers uh, resigning. Their coach uh, Bronco Mendenhall, TCU Horned Frogs, agreed to part ways with Gary Patterson. Uh, I was not surprised about that move. The Horned Frogs has definitely took a big decline from their previous years, just so far as being, at least being a defensive juggernaut in in college football. So they definitely took a big step backwards. Uh, Hired Sonny uh, Dykes, Uh, Texas Tech, Red Raiders, fired Matt Wells, hired Joey McGuire, Florida Gators, uh, fired Dan Mullins, and hired Billy Napier. Uh, Of course, If you ain't, like I was saying, if you ain't been paying attention, there's been a lot of different changes so far with these coaches and stuff like that. Also, you know what I'm saying, later on in the week, I'm going to try to give you guys a good insight of some of these, you know what I'm saying, college college football. You know what i'm saying bowl games and stuff like that it's a million bowl games that'll be going on throughout this whole month of december so definitely check out these different bowl games uh a lot of these different bowl games have sentimental reasons to some of these players a lot of the players ain't gonna make it to this uh top four to make it to this uh college football playoffs so you know what i'm saying they still get the opportunities to you know what i'm saying make do with their seasons, especially if they were able to have a successful season. So definitely check out a lot of these games throughout this full month. Like I say, the games are throughout the month of, of December, um, especially after this week. Things will be cranking up. If you haven't checked out the top four yet, just as far as the college football playoffs, um, like I say, you always going to have two SEC teams in there. Well, right now you got Michigan, Alabama, Georgia, and Cincinnati. And Cincinnati, of course, a new face in there. Been balling out all year. Can't take nothing away from those guys. The offense is spectacular just so far. If you haven't checked out the game, you should check out the game, especially during the playoff times. It shouldn't have been the only time you watch the Cincinnati game. But, hey, people got people are fans of teams. You know what I'm saying? People don't watch all the games like I do. But, you know what I'm saying? Check out the games. Uh, if you haven't checked out the schedule for the top four uh, just so far, who plays who. um You got Michigan and Georgia, and you got Cincinnati and Alabama playing. So I figured that's how they would have laid it out, and and eventually that's how it came because, like I said, I'm sure they want these two SEC teams to play again. So if you're Michigan or Cincinnati and you are listening to this or hear this, try your hardest to make sure that Alabama and Georgia is not having a rematch in the national championship game um you know what i'm saying georgia had the opportunity to SEC play sec championship so do not give them this opportunity though i feel like both teams sec teams are gonna dominate those playoff games and it will be a rematch i'm just hoping that it don't so you know what i'm saying i'm trying to get in the ear of somebody 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 from these these northern teams hit me and try to fight please try to fight uh but we're gonna see what it look like um like I said check out some of these other games, the million bowl games, uh especially with, for these college players. So definitely check out these games throughout this month of December all the way up to the 1st and stuff like that so that way you can support uh your team. Definitely check out these bowl games. Definitely going to be some exciting ones and stuff like that. So, but to wrap up the college football aspect of it, of course we're going I'm going to do another podcast to discuss more in-depth information, just so far as a lot of other coaching changes and stuff like that, because like I say, it's been crazy just so far as people moving into this, this and that. uh But to get to the health wellness aspect of things in the show, like I say, I'm gonna try to make sure I add on my health wellness for the guys or for the gals. You know what I'm saying? That that definitely appreciate the health wellness aspect of the show. Make sure you guys getting some information, because whether the information helps you or somebody else, you know what I'm saying. Want to make sure. You guys are getting it, all right. But last episode, I did definitely did, you know, what I'm saying, uh, try to do a little episode just so far some tips and stuff to help folks during these holidays, especially if you're somebody who has some fitness goals and stuff like that, some, uh, weight gaining, weight loss goals and stuff like that. So you definitely want to be cautious of what you know what you're consuming and stuff like that, the things you are involved in during the holidays, uh. So that way, you know what I'm saying, you're not getting too far off track when it comes to what you're trying to do. But today, we're going to switch it up a little bit. We're going to be talking about stress relievers, you know what I'm saying, stress reliever, coping skills, stuff like that, you know what I'm saying, just so far as for the everyday man, you know, everybody get frustrated, everybody deals with stress, but we all deal with stress different ways, you know what I'm saying, if you're dealing with it negatively, I'm trying to give you some tips and stuff like that to try to help you deal with it in some positive ways or some ways that you can create a reg uh schedule or, or a regimen just so far to help you you know what i'm saying with these stresses because some people get stressed out every day a job can stress you out like i say i mentioned in my last podcast you know people definitely can stress you out so and you never know you could be working with somebody to stress you out every day so like i say i'm just trying to throw out some tips and stuff like that to try to help you guys uh, of course you know the number, the number one you know what I'm saying, stress reliever, or oh, well, it, it it ain't technically the number one in all textbooks and information, you know what I'm saying, when you go check it out, but in my book, it's number one, it's definitely being active, you know what I'm saying, whether it's, you know what I'm saying, walking or finding a hobby to do, you know what I'm saying, working with, if you like working with your hands or if you like moving dancing it doesn't matter just trying to be active being active definitely you know what i'm saying helps with your cognitive thinking stuff like that helps you process things a little bit better when you get your body flowing and stuff like that. get your blood flowing your heart pumping and stuff like that so it definitely helps you make you know what i'm saying clear your mind up a little bit help me make uh some better decisions that one you know what i'm saying continue to build on whatever's stressing you out uh some other things also I'm going to just try to go through a small list and try to give some tips on each thing. So, another thing is if you haven't attempted to try meditating and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying, try to learn some basics about meditation and stuff like that and try it out. Uh, but at the end of the day, most of these tips and stuff like that are just things for you to try. Give yourself an opportunity, you know what I'm saying, to learn some different things. Maybe these are things that you could help teach somebody else that you know that are dealing with it or, you know what I'm saying, maybe your kids if you have children that can help them just so far as coping and learning these things because these are things that you definitely want to learn or definitely want to start applying to your life so that way you're not just having these outbursts or blowing up anytime something something small happens. You got to be able to understand or you know what I'm saying be able to separate the difference from a major travesty you know what I'm saying to some small just some minor things bad things that's happening to you so. You know what I'm saying? Try to help you out. Uh like I was discussing, meditating, you know what I'm saying? Pretty simple to meditate. Just find you a nice quiet area. It can be like that. Or you know what I'm saying some people like to meditate with music. And music is another you know what I'm saying, another thing that you can another tip that you can use so far as you know what I'm saying not not no extreme music, it's nothing like that. Try to find something that's soothing. I know a lot of people don't like to use the listening to, you know what I'm saying, jazz and stuff like that. They like to say it's boring and stuff like that, but You know what I'm saying? If 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 actual instruments aren't your thing, just as far as jazz stuff like that, try to find because uh, nowadays you got a million different stations, a million different uh you know what I'm saying, avenues you can go to just as far as relaxation music. You know what I'm saying? So and it could be anything from running water. All these same tips that we try to teach our babies, our infants. You know what I'm saying? When they first learning how to cope and relax. These are some of the same things we can use as adults, you know what I'm saying, in our, in our later lives. So, of course, you know, laughing a little bit more, you know what I'm saying. You know, a lot of us know what what triggers, you know what I'm saying. our laugh, button. so we all know what, what triggers it, you know what I'm saying. Whether it's, it could be a show, movie, or a person, you know what I'm saying, try to connect with that. So, you know what I'm saying, especially in times when you're feeling terrible, try to do so. Try to pick yourself up, encourage yourself to... You know what i'm saying try to do something else to try to get you out of that slump or whatever you know what i'm saying that depression you're having uh because we all know i've done a show about depression different levels of depression so different ways you got to have definitely handle that so another the other thing was asserting yourself you know what i'm saying and it doesn't matter like i say whether it's a hobby or you know what i'm saying something new that you're trying out at the end of the day if you're asserting yourself you know what I'm saying, what it gives you opportunity to at least find out if you. Enjoy it or not, so you know, uh, try not to be too shy when it comes to different things like that. Um, one another thing was keep a journal, you know. What I'm saying, I know these a lot of tips that you would feel like that we would, you know, what I'm saying try to relate to teenagers and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, uh, writing things out and getting things off your mind if you're somebody who doesn't like to talk to actual people putting your problems on if you feel like you don't like to put your problems on somebody else or if you don't feel like you know what I'm saying sharing that information with somebody else then journaling would be the best thing because you know what I'm saying you're pretty much keeping it to yourself but you're getting it out of your mind. You know what I'm saying? When you journal you're writing it down. Sometimes when you write stuff down it makes it easy for you to let it go. So, you know what I'm saying, at least get it out of your head because now you have it physically on something. So that way if you want to the same the same aspect of when you making a list for a store or make a, you know what I'm saying, just writing down some stuff to remember, you know what I'm saying, because you you got so much going on that, you know what I'm saying, you don't have the opportunity to remember, it, but you feel like it's important, so you want to remember it. So it's the same thing with journaling. You're just getting these words out of your head, onto some paper, you know what I'm saying, it ain't like you ain't going to be dealing with it no more once you put it down, but at least, you know what I'm saying, you, you took a step just so far as trying to, you know what I'm saying, relay that message, you know what I'm saying, getting it off of you, you know what I'm saying, trying to do something, uh, of course, like I was just mentioning, having somebody that, you know what I'm saying, another aspect is, you know what I'm saying, having somebody that you can communicate with, having a good, a good you know what I'm saying, basis just so far as assistance, having a good basis with assistance just so far as we all know, like I said, when it comes to the last thing, last thing, we all know somebody we can talk to, who we can, you know what I'm saying talk to uh, uh issues about so if you have that person that uh maybe you don't have that person but you know what i'm saying if that person has passed maybe you know what i'm saying just you know sometimes talk to yourself not in the aspect of just trying to deal with it yourself but put yourself in the mindset of that maybe you know what i'm saying if that person's no longer around then you know what i'm saying physically then you know what i'm saying just just throw it in the air. Put it in there, you know what I'm saying? Get it off of you, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, try to get that try to get these issues off of yourself, out of your mind. Um also, of course, you know what I'm saying, some physical ways to do so. You know, you got deep breathing. Um uh, you got mindful meditation, you got progressive muscle relaxation. Uh so different different type of things, you know what I'm saying, that can help you out. Uh, But just so far as on a person aspect of it'll be it'll be something like counseling. You'll have that person helping you out, counseling you and stuff like that. So at the end of the day, like I say you want to try to use some of these tips. It's a million different tips. You know what I'm saying? I'm just throwing out a several of so that way you guys can get the ball rolling. So you know what I'm saying? Because of course once you start learning how to do some of these things, or at least try out some of these tips, and if you feel that it's helping you, then you will definitely be encouraged to go out and try to find some other things that can help you also. So This is me just trying to shed some light on several things that can help you out so you guys can get the ball rolling, really. So that way we can try to, you know what I'm saying, get this situated because we got a lot of, a lot of iffy things going on in this world nowadays. So I feel like if we, you know what I'm saying, just cover some of the basic things so far as on, on the help that, uh, helping these people with this or that, then it could definitely make some major changes because, you know what I'm saying, uh, but just to wrap things up, you know, I want to thank all of those who are out there listening and supporting this no competition, no competitors movements. We're trying to bring some big things to the world. Reach everyone we can with this health wellness segment. The world has already waking up to better eating habits. We are here to keep you inexpensive and keep you consistent. So once again I want to thank everybody who's out there listening. Uh, continue to support the podcast, continue to spread the word about the podcast you know I'm trying to throughout this week try to have a lot more guests just so far as discussing some of these other topics. Of course like I said, we're gonna discuss this week 14 wrap up uh most likely tomorrow just go through all the scores real quick and some other statistic changes and stuff like that and some other major news. When it comes to dealing with the NFL and stuff like that But once again, I want to thank everybody out there listening Uh, If you know somebody who enjoys sports Or at least enjoy listening to uh, Somebody talk about, you know what I'm saying Different details and stuff like that Or if you know somebody who definitely loves Health, wellness, information and stuff like that Definitely tell them about the show Uh, Put them up on the podcast You can find the podcast on every You know what I'm saying, musical Platform that offers podcasts uh, Apple uh google play amazon and audible so you definitely find the podcast anywhere you can type in no comp so if you type in no comp you can definitely find the podcast if not then you type in the full name no competitions no competitors and you'll definitely be able to find it but like i say continue to spread the word we're trying to make this podcast number one on podomatic number one in the world baby you yeah.